Welcome to Voices of the Valleys, a series interviewing growers, entrepreneurs, educators, and technologists who are inventing new solutions for today's and tomorrow's challenges on the farm. Brought to you today by Nova Home, helping growers grow with heart and soil. Find out more at novihum.com. Now, here's your Voices of the Valleys host, Director of Western Growers Center for Innovation and Technology, Dennis Donahue. Good morning, this is uh, Dennis Donahue. I am uh, the Director of Western Growers Center for Innovation and Technology in Salinas, and welcome back for uh, another episode of Voices uh, of the Valleys. And uh, our guest this morning is uh, Jason Mello, the President of Crop Tracker. J Jason, welcome. Hi, Dennis, thank you, and thanks for having me on. Oh, no, no, good. I've been looking forward to our, our visit. Uh, uh, so, first of all, what, I, what I'm kind of uh, intrigued about and what I think our listeners will, will be interested in is uh, your international uh, background as, as a company and how you got started. So, talk a little bit about that. Sure. Um, Crop Tracker was born 13 years ago. Um, our parent company, which is Dragonfly IT, was approached by a growers association to uh, better track uh, pesticide and herbicide usage uh, on their farms because of reporting requirements. And there was no system in place at that time that recorded their pesticide and herbicide uh, usage. So uh, our company built what is now called the spray module, basically off the minds and needs of the growers that are, the growers association that approached us. Uh, what we found at the when it was first created, was it was a great record keeping system and, and it did a great job of uh, meeting the reporting requirements of the country and the counties and the particular states, but it didn't really have any value to the grower. So we worked further with the Grower Association to bring them value as well and then that should state it was at that time that the spray module was born. And that was roughly a little over 12 years ago now. And so, and basically, the whole product from the get-go was designed around helping a group of, a group of growers meet some regulatory requirements. Correct. They had to meet the regulatory requirements, and they needed a way to do it, and they could all be in the same pla same platform, same playing field, and uh, meet the requirements as the, what the country or the state desired. And that's how it was born. And since that time, we've evolved from just a spray module into a complete ag management platform. And I'd like to blow smoke up your backside and say that we created it. The reality is the growers that we worked with created it. We just, we coded it and helped them get there electronically but you, and digitally. You, you originally got started in Canada, right? In Canada, correct, So yes. it was a group of Canadian growers. Yes, sir. And what types of commodities? It, mostly in the tree crop industry. Okay, so if, not not too dissimilar from our Central Valley. Exactly, exactly. Okay. And it it's, uh, should be pointed out that the system platform, in as it has evolved into today, is specifically designed around tree crop and vineyard, but really tree crop. And that is the bread and butter of the platform. We introduced it recently here to the Salinas Valley to diversify it more into the specialty crop realm, which we have found and we knew there'd be minor uh, adjustments we'd have to make for the specialty crop industry. But really the bread and butter was the tree crop and vineyard industry. Well, and, uh, uh, well, and the, uh, uh, the central crops are one you're personally familiar with because 
you, you and your family, uh, you, gr you grew up in that world. Correct, yeah, I grew up in uh, ag the ag world. My uh, family has been in agriculture for generations. We, we were originally from the Bay Area where we used to do uh, growing, harvesting, and shipping of our own products. Uh, due to urban pressure, we moved to the Salinas Valley in 1981, and uh, I grew up in Salinas. So you were one of the early casualties of the Valley of the Heart's dis Delight's disappearance. Yes. But, but very familiar with, uh, with tree crops, permanent crops, and that type of thing. Correct, yes. So as you, uh, uh, so how did the platform move from Canada and, and to some, uh, I think you mentioned some 13 different countries you're 40, operating 41 in. countries and five continents now. Yeah. How did that happen? Well, what happened was when people found uh, our spray module, other growers came and found our spray module and they started using it, we were able to adapt it around the world for the different chemicals that they were using in those areas too, because all the chemicals are, and the MSDS information are preloaded into the system, so to mitigate any kind of mistakes or human error, um, we have a department of uh, people who are in charge of keeping track of uh, the chemical and the MSDSs and, and anytime there's any kind of contraction as well, just to make sure everybody stays in compliance. All that is automatically uploaded into the cloud so that our customers around the world, wherever region they're in and using it, they're always in compliance and never have to make any changes, or very rarely I should state. Take, take a moment uh, for our listeners and explain what the cloud is. Everybody might not. <laughs> Everybody might not know. Help them understand the concept. The cloud, which is secured by Lando Carician, Han Solo, and Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you say so, no, I'm, one I'm one of those who may have to take your word for it. Cloud-based technology is basically where the information is stored separate from, heart, from your own internal server, servers. It allows access in real time to information to people because as soon as it, an item is saved, it enters into an arena that allows access for other people, and as people that I should point out that you give permission to, to have access to that information in real time. And when it's stored in the cloud, it is always there. It never goes away. Um, for, we use uh, AWS as our system, which is Amazon uh, Web Services, because their security is top of the line. And the information, like I said, when you're in a cloud-based system is there nearly instantaneously. But it's, and you mentioned the phrase, your information, it's your information and it's your... And, Correct. It's and, the, and it does not belong to anybody but the user who is using it or... And, and it's protected. And it's protected. It's Thanks to CropTech. Crop exactly. Crop it is, and it is protected and we don't own any of the information. Our company does not own so any the of the information. So the growers retain the sole rights to their information. Correct. Correct. We we have no we we have been approached by several companies in the past looking for information as far as pesticide usage, um, based because of the fact that we have such a large database full of pesticide usage from all of the different growers around the world that are using it, but we refuse to give them the information because we don't feel like it's our part to play broker in that arena. So Crop Tracker has lived in a world of regulatory compliance for growers uh, uh, all over the world and starting obviously with sprays and pesticides. Correct. So you've, you've since, uh, as a company, ex expanded on uh, uh, that focus. Uh, talk, 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 a little, talk a little bit about that and how comprehensive the cop yes. is now in terms of helping growers comply with regulations. Yes, yeah, so like I stated before, crop tracker, we didn't 
create CropTracker out of our minds. CropTracker was created out of the growers and shippers who needed something. And as a result, it, the platform has expanded into what it is today because when people came in and started using the uh, spray record keeping system, and then they asked, well, can you do this? Well, yes, we can. Do you want us to build it? You tell us what to do. So the grower or shipper would tell us what they want. We'd build it for them, and then it would become another module of the system. And then over the last 13 years now, we've evolved into now 15 different modules in the system that create a tire platform where everybody can get their information in one place from planting all the way through shipping and sales. We'll cover everything in between. Um, what we did too is we, what we like to say is we let other people play in our sandbox. So we are an open source API. We recognize there's other companies out there that are building beautiful and great products. But what we did to kind of differentiate ourselves from everybody else was we made ourselves an open source API so that if somebody wanted to use a product that we don't have, or maybe if it's a similar product, but they like it better, they can still use it on our platform. So all the information is stored in one place and they're able to obtain it in one place. And so what would, if, and, and you raise a, a good point. A lot of times uh, um, growers have, uh, have made an investment in a particular system. Uh, maybe it doesn't do quite as many of the things that, that, that you do. So, so growers don't have to lose uh, their investment uh, to get, get involved with CropTrack. And it depends on if the developer for that particular system created it as an open source API right, or closed. Right. But yes, if they were using a system that was open source and they liked it, or they wanted to wean off of a current system, we certainly can do that. As long as they're an open source API, we'll allow the information in, and then we can either continue running cohabitatively that way, or if the grower finds that they like ours better, we can wean them off and their information will still be there as if it never left. Well, you know, what you've talked about in terms of the origins of Crop Tracker, and, and I'm thinking back over my, my own career when, you know, for instance, the, focus on food safety when I got into business in the late 80s and early 90s was all about pesticides and uh, chemicals right. and that sort of thing. So that's, that's obviously at, at, at a time where that was uh, an extremely important consideration. What, what are you finding growers are asking you um, to do now? Uh, or how is Crop Tracker involved to take it to, to keep up with the multiple regulations that growers have to deal with right now. Right, right now, especially around the world, is uh, is the spray record keeping, especially because of glo global food global gap and food safety requirements. Um, the spray, I would say, the spray module is the most popular module of of the platform. And, and by the way, when I say modules, the the platform is one giant platform. Uh, a company can, if they're a grower shipper, they could use the whole platform and it would track everything from their planting all the way through their shipping, including sales. But it is modular based so that smaller companies or specialized companies don't have to buy into the entire platform. They can just use components of the platform that they would like to use or that pertains specifically to their, their business. Uh, this is the reason why CropTracker was born and the reason why it continues on and being successful is because in the, at the bottom line is it's a record keeping system. And record keeping is becoming more and more important, especially in this evolving world of agriculture. 
And as you get more technically advanced and capable machinery out there, these things are spitting out reports. What do you do with them? Where do you put them? How do you collect the data and analyze it? Well, like I was saying earlier, with our system being an open source API, we can allow third party reporting to come in to our platform. Uh, for example, if you're using an automated thinning machine and it's giving you reports on you know, population count, um, plant health, or whatever they're doing out there now with this, that really neat technology, you can bring that reporting into your crop tracker so that you can bring it into one place so that it's not sitting out here. I found in speaking with a lot of different uh, companies here, they've uh, developed programs themselves, and what ends up happening is they develop a program for one thing, then they need a program for a different thing, and then another thing, another thing, and now they've got all the sources of information but no way to tie it together, and that doesn't help you. Now you just have a big mess of information sitting out there that is hard to extrapolate and disseminate for what you truly need. What, what is this data gonna do for me? Where it may take you know, hours, per person hour, personnel hours, just to try to extrapolate the information and get it to another place. I mean, I've talked to one company here that developed their own system um, for uh, product development, and they have to use three different programs to actually get the report that they need and doing a lot of cut and paste and copy and paste. We try to eliminate that with our system. We, we are, like I said, grower built. So, we, so how, do you, how, do you, how do you eliminate that? I mean, is that a matter of here, here's the basic platform and then with each uh, grower or potential customer you, you sit down and kind of tweak Exactly. It? And what it is, it's all born from the mind of the grower. And that's what I think is an advantage because we don't come to the the ag community saying, look what we have for you. We come to the ag community saying, this was grower built since 2006. This is what other growers have built for you. How can we customize it for you to make it better for you, the individual company? So how long does that process take? Let's say somebody says, okay, I'm, I'm in, let, let's, let's talk. What, what's the length of time to kind Depends. of develop uh, the product uh, for that uh, particular grower? It just depends on the scope and the size of the project, really. If you're looking for just a small conversion where it's just adding fields to forms, that could take a matter of a couple of days. If you want something completely new, like um, this, uh, something we just launched this year, which is called Harvest Quality Vision, for specifically for uh, the fruit industry, around fruit industry, that could take years, months to years. It depends on what you're looking for. Um, every project is different, so I never like to say, oh, we can do it fast. One thing we don't like to do is overpromise and underdeliver, but I would say that we're very responsive to whatever the grower needs. They tell us, and we move on it. How long it takes, I couldn't tell you because it just pro depends on the scope of the project. What, what's been your experience as you uh, um, talk talk to growers, and obviously you're moving throughout the state and uh, the co the company all over all over the world. But let's kind of zero in on uh, California, Central Coast, Central Valley. Um, is it your view already a pretty technically savvy group or technically interested group uh, uh, or still some kind of some resistance to, uh, for lack of a better word, I mean, kind of the inevitability of, uh, you know, right. more, more and more regulation, more and more compliance required. Uh, where, how do you kind of gauge uh, well, where, where, the, where the growing community is on... 
um, you know, using these types of products. What I see is the community isn't really, the growing community isn't really sure how it benefits them. Okay. You know. So how do you, how do you answer ex- that? Ex- well, I'll tell you like right now, for example, one of our largest companies that manages 1,250 employees um, in another country uh, fully implemented our system now uh, for the last six months. They've been with us for, they were with us for a year, fully implemented the system for an additional six months for a total time of 18 months. They just completed an internal survey and audit uh, and by using our payroll system, they save tens of thousands of dollars a year. I can't give you the exact number, but tens of thousands of dollars a year just in their payroll department alone. Uh, their management uh, staff has uh, reduced an average between five and eight hours of workload per week per person. Uh, the user satisfaction rate is 98% because uh, of the ease of use. Um, there is definitely cost effectiveness when you are able to track your uh, costs associated with any of your equipment, which we can do. There is a benefit uh, when you have uh, payroll that can be tracked in real time immediately, when your piece rates can be pre figured out and, and mathematically ready all at, you know, in real time, essentially. Um, there's a savings when you have, uh, for example, the Harvest Quality Vision, which is a tablet-mounted camera that allows the person to determine what the, the quantitative size, color, and quantity is in each bin for apples, for example. You can just run it over there. It's three-dimensional. You run it over the, uh, I'll use apples for example, run it over the apples and then it'll uh, upload all that information into the cloud, of course, it's available to anybody in real time. Um, And they can look at it and it'll determine based on preset, um, predetermined settings and standards that the user puts in there, if they're meeting certain requirements for certain customers in this lot, which could save you tons of time, energy and money just by being able to allocate your uh, product to the right place. Or maybe you could scan it and know that, okay, this, this product here meets the specs for this company here, so we're gonna, sh- we're gonna put these, this bin and this bin identification number over to this lot. Um, it's, the system itself, and forgive me for going on a tangent, is as basic or as integrated or as intricate as you want it to be. But ba- basically the incentive is the experience of your customers is they're going to save money demonstrably. Yes. And they're going to increase productivity. And last time I checked, everyone's kind of, can, uh, every, everyone's really kind of pushed for time. Yes. And, uh, and, and uh, putting a few extra dollars in your pockets. Uh, I mean, you know, you can run the table on an agreement. That's a good thing. Right. And thank you for reeling me back into that. No, no, uh, <laughs> I appreciate that, that. That, that. That's what your host is so, for. And that's what it is. I think going back to what your original question is, I think one of the hardest parts of the most difficulty is showing that, uh, yes, there is a cost benefit by using a software as a service, not just ours, but any software as a service. Um, the value, a lot of the value is in time. A lot of the value is in your traceability, record keeping, um, tracking your costs uh, more in more detail. Uh, when you have an audit and the audit takes minutes rather than days, weeks, or months, there's definitely a savings there. Um, 
uh, a save your butt savings and a cost savings as well. Well, you know, in a, in a world of increasing um, re regulation, and uh, it sounds like your modular approach is is is, is the right one. And uh, uh, you know, I've I've heard plenty of growers, and to your to your earlier point, uh, all the, they get a lot of reports generated. They've got a lot of compliance obligations that means a lot of reports have to be generated and they're all looking for some sort of way to get out of Excel hell. Right. It sounds like at a minimum you, you can uh, uh, make sure there's uh, one spot where all that information can be gathered, sorted, and, and, uh, and then that gives the growers the opportunity to kind of Pick it, pick and choose what they what they need in any given situation or any particular. Right, and customize the reports how they want to see what information they want to see, where they want to see it, and when. Um, not only that, you, for reporting uh, wise, it, if you use Crop Tracker, you're able to open portals for auditors um, to look into what you're doing, but you set the permissions on what they can see. Well, let's uh, let's let's finish up with with folks. You know, I I'm not the most tech-savvy person in the world, and I often <laughs> joke with people, it took me a long time to uh, figure out LLL, IoT, and then you mentioned software as a service SAS. You know, and that makes two, two it, of us. It, 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 it took me a while, but you know, the software as a service uh, strikes me as it's really going to be a kind of a, a, a new phenomena on a, on a go-forward basis in, in, the, in the industry. So we've talked about Crap Tracker, we've talked about how it's worked. And so software as a service, so how are things priced? How, are, how do people engage with Crop Tracker? What's, what's that look like in terms of the customer? Really? So for the customer, the prices are, like I said, they're modular. However, if you were to have, it's really user-based. And the prices start from as low as $5 a module up to $250 a module, depending on what module it is and what it serves. And how many people. If you had, you know, say less than 50 people, for example, on there, then you would be at the five to 250 range per module. If you were at an enterprise level, you had hundreds of employees, those prices come down, of, of course. Uh, what we don't do is we don't one size fit all every person in your organization. Uh, if you have irrigators and all they're concerned with is irrigation, and you have harvesters in your company and all they're concerned with harvesters, I'm not going to tack on an irrigation cost to your harvester and likewise a harvest cost to your irrigator. It's, it's based on whatever that unique individual is doing. And a unique individual is any person that has a unique identifier such as an email address that's either inputting or extracting information. So basically, a module has a set cost that's, that's one time. Right. And then depending upon the uh, ongoing needs of the, Exactly, the how customer, many users. Yeah, so then you get into either license fee or monthly fees for. Exactly, and we're very flexible with that too since we do, do deal with a lot of companies around the world from extremely small to extremely large, we have to be very flexible. And so we are, we work with anybody on, on cost, we'll work on anybody on structure as well. Um, the platform is funny. You've seen the platform. Um, I, uh, I like to tell people, you know, it's the Office 365 of uh, ag management, really, but it is so overwhelming when you try to show the whole thing to everybody. So what we, what we try to tell people, uh, potential customers, is start out with one thing. 
start out small, get comfortable with it, and build upon that. You know, because if you try out the entire system, that is, that's a lot to take on at one time for any company. We could do it, but we don't suggest it. I think that's a lot of stress that's just not necessary for anybody in this well, world. And that's, and that's probably, uh, <laughs> and that's probably a good note to end on and a little bit of uh, your philosophy. It, so it sounds like you know, there's a lot of technology out there and you're, you're hanging around it. And so it sounds like the way you know, if growers are thinking about, it, okay, I've got to do this. How do I embrace the future? It's kind of that proverbial, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Exactly. How do, how do you engage technology? One, one by step at a time, yeah. Crop Tracker helps them do that. Exactly. Okay, perfect. Well, Jason, good to, good to visit with you, and thanks for your time. This Thank morning. you, Dennis. Okay. This has been another episode of Voices in the Valley, and your host, Dennis Donahue, and uh, we were joined by Jason Mello, president of Crop Tracker, this morning. Thanks for listening to the Voices of the Valley's podcast, brought to you today by Nova Home, helping growers grow with heart and soil. Find out more at novihum.com. You can listen to this and other episodes of Voices of the Valleys anytime by subscribing to the podcast. Just search Voices of the Valleys in your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, this has been Voices of the Valleys.